Anyway, South Park hits Hold the nail on. on the head, and we they uh, extraterrestrials know that we're here, and we failed them, so they excommunicated us from the uni- universal like oh uh, whatever Barrett, they let me call just it. it was like it, they had a name for it, but I forgot. Barrett, let me just point out that you started your take on extraterrestrials by basing your viewpoints off of south park if you don't understand how influential south park is to society then you are tripping south park is so right about so much shit they are how out influential here influential it is to society so you realize south park the size is, of south park society. is a generational show that's that why he steals kids lunches had talking poop singing christmas tunes for generations And we're back with another episode of Laughter the Club. We've got hosting tonight out in East Los Angeles what? at her 17 Okay, well, I guess we're just we're just gonna do a little uh, three-man weave ski. Um, you got myself over here in the SGV or the SVG, the Stan Van Gund, as I like to call it, San Gabriel Valley, actually. Uh, pal, at Pal Crisol, we got at Jagsman nine five four. Oh my God, do not disrespect. It is 9.04. Boo! More like Booval. Oh my God. How long have you been holding on to that? I feel like you were setting up because you knew that I was going to scream Duval, and I saw you get closer to the camera because you were ready to just throw that on me. No, I got closer to the camera because I could hide behind the mic in shame. But Jeanette just booed right now. She booed me. And while you were saying Duval, I got the idea in that moment to do Booval. So a little improvisation see ski. Yeah. So that's why Pal's not hosted. Jeanette, kick it off. Well, you know. Holy moly. Wow. Well, I I think we're off to a a great start, all things considered. Um, Let's let's chalk it up to rust. You know, we haven't been around uh, and, you know, working on this thing for a while. So there is a little bit of rust. We got to get it. Pal and I podcast two days ago. Well, that's you guys. Yeah, I haven't been. This is I, I don't remember the last LTCO was on. So, yeah. So, we'll, well, we'll we get, did a goofy. We did a goofy movie. Yeah, huh, right. We'll, we'll get on Cinefe. Cinema. Cinema. Get it right. Okay. Wow. Now someone's gonna start a Cinefe to like be our to be our rival um, podcast review. Um, it's gonna be. No, oh, don't I... say the name. Supercharge no, hold that. On, hold on. Supercharge I, that. No, I... the peasant. We were gonna call us that. We were. We only refer to as the peasant. Okay. okay? Well, let me. So I got whoever's some, editing I got, this, I got don't you dare peasant. put that name in because I thought about the same thing too right now. But I was like, no, the peasant because he doesn't deserve any of our time because he's. T- I'm tired of the leech. We don't. Let me. Know. Well, I was just about to say the I same already... thing, but then Pal kept going. But yeah, peasant. See that turnaround time for at Cutthroat Cast. Are we still doing content? Are you promoting yourself? Shameless plug? What's Cutthroat Cast? We I don't even know anymore. That's... It's, it's a podcast where we talk competition, baby. That's what's up. That's what's up. 
I'm sorry. Jeanette was Jeanette, on an episode we recently. On, we're, pal, we're on such a different level. Jeanette's looking at us like, you guys, we had something planned, and you guys just fucking took this into the guardrail. You took the steering wheel, and you went right into the guardrail. Jeanette, if it pleases you, you won our first-round predictions for the playoffs. So, you had the most accurate, uh, like, you had the like the most Zagactos. That a girl. You had, like, four Zagactos. I it's an honor to be nominated. It feels even better to win. Um, I don't know what I get out of it, like a Chuck E. Cheese gift card or something, but checks in the mail. Yeah, we'll work on it. Yeah. We'll do some fun. Speaking of woohoos, guys, today, as we're recording this Friday, May 20th, happens to be the birthday of one of the beloved members of the shipping container. One Christopher Cody. So I think we should wish him a happy birthday. So let's see how this goes. <clears throat> happy birthday to Chris. I don't care. Good luck. And happy birthday to him. I don't care. Good luck. Perfect. Oh my gosh. We, and we just did that like no practice, no coordination. We got this, guys. We're going to be so good for the rest of the evening. Who said rest? Hmm? Salute. Salute, oh, Cody. Cheers. Yeah. Early cheers. Just in case y'all didn't remember, this is the show that you got to get a drink for. LTC, we're here to party. This is the laughter of the club. Yeah. You're, you know, you're chilling at home. All right. So you're not going anywhere. So just pull up a drink and, you know, listen to your favorite people. Got a, we got a good little crew here tonight, you know? It's been a minute since we've we've uh, cut it up a little bit here. Yeah, three so, of us, huh? so in honor of uh, Chris Cody, uh, make sure that you're sleeping on sheets and giggles. You're combining a lot of words that if you're in a competition against your elderly father, that you are beating him soundly, you are recording him, and you're sharing it with your friends. And uh, that anybody that challenges you to any type of physical activity because they underestimate you, that you win. What else do we do in honor of Chris here? I was actually going to say, um, could you think of some like a sport that like you played against your one of your parents or like some kind of competition against them where like typically they always had you and then there was that turning point moment where they could no longer be the one on top and then they would like fake injuries and you'd never play them again. You know, since him and him and Greg have such a relationship like that. No, no. Uh, my mom was not a, like a sports person. It was usually like card games and, you know, growing up, they changed the rules so that they always win. And then when you don't realize it until you play those same games with other like people and they're like, wait a minute, that shit doesn't beat that it's this and then you realize why you've never beaten your parents and then when you're an adult and you kind of are able to look up rules and whatever and it's an even playing field then that's when you get to beat them but as far as like foot races or like a jumping jacks stuff like that basketball nope never okay my dad was my dad's always been a hoops guy so like he always whooped me in basketball. And then I remember when I, you know, finally started to win like the, those last like three games and then haven't seen him since I was like 15. I mean, I've seen him, 
but not on the basketball court since I was 15. Yeah. This so isn't a phlegm situation. My, dad, my, my parents did the move where when they saw the edge of the cliff coming, they stopped like competing against me. Mm-hmm. And I, it, I think it came from, you know, I grew up a, a pretty chunky kid and I played all sorts of sports. I'm, I'm fairly athletic, but I was never lean at any point in my life. So they would always challenge me in races and swimming, like I think to try and get me involved in stuff. And so whenever um, I beat, it was opposite for each of them. Whenever I beat my mom in a foot race, she didn't want to swim against me anymore. And whenever I beat my dad swimming, he decided that we are not going to race anymore. No, my, my family would never dare race me in swimming. They, they know better dust them any any weight any size any time in my life would dust them i remember the one thing i took the most pride in is the first time i ever my dad at stratego you guys ever mess with stratego that game I have you, know not. you guys ever heard of it no okay so essentially it's just like a one-on-one board game and you have these pieces that aren't facing each other kind of like guess who and you have like these little like soldiers on a battlefield and you have like this flag that you have to capture from the other people by like getting a soldier all the way to it. So you have to kind of guess where it's at and you can kind of leave like landmines. Like battleship ish. A little bit, yeah. But it's, you know, it's strategy based. That's why it's called Stratego. But I remember when I got my first V on that. Ooh. I haven't seen him since. I haven't seen him since on the Stratego field, you know, in that sense too. So, uh, yeah. But, it, you know, I love the bond that Greg and Chris have. It makes it makes me feel close to my my own dad sometimes in the the way our parents can be quirky, you know. Even my actually more so my mom. The relationship reminds me more so of my relationship with my mom. We just kind of have a goofy relationship like that, so um, it's always nice to hear. But I'm glad we got you know salute Chris Cody if I could say that that was kind of my what I wanted to dedicate towards him. I I love that he somehow managed to bring in. Whittingham to be his assistant coach for his daughter's soccer team because you know like if this had been t-ball or golf or even like peewee basketball I think Cody himself he would have gotten it he would not have needed to bring in anybody else to be an assistant but because soccer is not his forte I see why he would lean on Chris to to help him out with like plays and teaching fundamentals and skills and the rules of the game and also he's going to be like Whittingham do you have all the permission slips and all of this like uh, you know the orange slices and the snacks and the first aid kit and of course he's going to come through with all of that so I, I think it's great however if it was through Whittingham volunteering or Chris Cody just like being exasperated and reaching out to him, I think it's going to be a great marriage. However, I would be careful that Mike Ryan would try to usurp this team in case they're getting close <laughs> to a championship and could try to claim, you know, ages four to six division, um, you know, mixed uh, co- co-ed kids soccer if they like like win something I think at that age they're probably too young for like tournaments and competitive nature but if there was like uh like if he shows up like at the last pizza party when they're handing out the awards and he tries to like rename them like Mike Ryan strikers or something 
like you, you, you just got to be wary for that. Yeah, my yeah, child's daughter. I'm not sure if y'all have ever actually been to a like 6U soccer game, but I did when my godson was that young plenty of times. And Whittingham hit the nail on the head with his description. I would like to add a couple other kids, though, you know, that he didn't say. So he brought up the one plucking grass, the one picking their nose and eating their boogers. Mm-hmm. Um, Running the wrong, wrong way with the ball. Yeah, okay, that's a big one, too. Salute, I believe. Oh, or uh, supercharge that. I don't, Christ, yeah, I don't know. God. I'm sorry. There's also, there's also fresh. Say another salute. name. Say, say another name. Salute, salute Flim's kid. There you go. There's also, there's also, no, that's fine, right? He's the one that ran the opposite way with the ball. I do have a a big one, though, and this is what Jace was, my godson. He was the kid who was like not faster than anyone. And after halfway through the game, he would just get so upset because he can't catch the ball or do anything. And there's always the crier, the one who is just trying and can't catch up and they're not there and they're just oh that is <sighs> salute jace but soccer was not his thing God. there's also going to be um, i could say my godson's name there's going to be frustrated yeah. kid that picks up the ball and like tries to storm off because like the same thing they're getting past no one's kicking it towards them they can't dribble so there's there's going to be that child there's also going to be the kid that is never going to have his boots laced. His parents are going to lace the boots for him, the coaches, other parents, and for some unexplicable reason, um, defying the laws of all physics and gravity, the kid is always going to have their boots unlaced and it's going to be like tripping over themselves. Because that's just what, at that age, what kids are. Yeah. And in my, in my case, like around here. That's a fine. <laughs> Flim in your throat that's a fine right there sorry um in my case uh any team i was on there was always that one mexican kid that was just like really good like extremely good like and i was pressure just like, <laughs> yeah i had a, you know you you, you I, oh my god my dad was my coach one time he wanted me to be that kid and i was just like i'm not i'm not that other you know that's that kid right there you know that was all defense i'm not danny rojas bro yeah that is that is that a made up name? You think just Mexicans are named Danny Rojas? No, I th- that's like the Latin character in uh... Ted Lasso. Yeah, he's oh. from. Uh... Mm. I was. That's gonna, from too. I was gonna Luke. say I couldn't remember Ted Lasso, and I was gonna say Zazlo because I knew it ended in a low, and I'm like, it's not Zazlo. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Zazlo is the guy uh, that Mike Ryan does an impression of. Tyler Hero, awesome. Awesome. Totally awesome. Salute Zazlo. Salute. Oh my god. What do we have next on the docket? Barrett, you had a Barrett, let's see. What what was one of your first uh lops you wanted to get into? Lobskies. I I am into Eric Marion more and more as they (laughs) did I fuck that up? Myron, Eric Myron. Myron, Eric Myron. Oh, I'm so Marianne, sorry. Like, John Marion? <laughs> Look, it's the first time Dan said he's going to fuck it up too. Give me a sec, all right? 
I'm not out here making fun of him. I want to call him Eric Myron, okay? Yeah, and so I'm enjoying his segments more and more, and... Uh... Oh. Oh, yeah, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm stoned. That, that, and I got up <laughs> at 5 a.m. That was a brain fart and a half that y'all just saw. I mean, in true homage to Eric Myron slash Ricky Williams, if you aren't sampling a bit of the cannabis then you're doing it wrong thank you thank you i appreciate that Jeanette. so what i wanted to say was it's not that weird for dudes to take their spouse's last name in fact one of my mentors um he is the like his nickname is alpha that's the best way to put it if we're not calling him coach greg his nickname is alpha he is just the man he was i'm pretty sure that my dad anything good parenting wise came from coach greg okay and keg he took his wife's last name and his his i guess maiden name can we call it was king and he changed it to stevens because it's not that weird. And I think that, yeah, the practice of the dude taking the last name or the woman taking the last name is antiquated. So you'd say sayonara to cuts. No, I love my family. No. I'm, I'm the last branch of my family. Mm, no. Le- hit the Liam Neeson. No, 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 no. It's no. gone too far. But uh, I wouldn't be mad if someone didn't want to take it. I would not be like insistent upon that. Yeah, if somebody wanted to take the Grisal last name, I'd be cool with that. You know? Yeah, well, it's kind Mrs. of like Grisal. what you see with like celebrities where legally they do change their names, but be, you know, professionally, because that's what they're known for and it does sometimes cause confusion, they will stay the same or they will hyphenate. So. I, you know, I understood his reasoning why he said it. It was to um, highlight the importance of his wife, and she's an equal and equally accomplished as he is. So to me, it, it made sense. I think for other people, it doesn't. It's just like, well, we're just used to the women making making that change. So. Hey, salute the baby. <laughs> Welcome Los Jiv onto the podcast. <laughs> so I um I did have another take on the show that I wanted to get off. For about I don't know, as long as they really started their vacation rotation and they didn't have everything so packed. And it it the shows have been fire, okay? Since the since like Every, everybody has been in such a groove. I mean, people are taking off and we're not hearing all of the voices and that sucks sometimes, but like, it's so great how no, it's not cluttered. Everybody is getting a shot. Like these shows in recent months have been totally amazing. I, I just, I love them. I've loved them. I think they've become a little reliant on top five lists lately. They've, they've, and, and the shipping container itself. Now, I, I like that they're starting to shift their focus more on sports. I think, 
I think it's okay for them to, I think we, I might've made this point before, but it's okay for them to cover sports because they do it when they do cover sports and are a sports podcast, they do it better than anybody. That's why I like basketball Illuminati. The post game and pre games have been really, really good podcasts. Like even just the 10, 15 minute morsels we've been getting from them. Those have been very good. So I like the podcast work that they've been doing and them as a unit was really good. You mentioned not having them all there and their voice input and that sometimes can be kind of sad. I felt before they started the the vacation rotation. You like that, that month? Huh? Yeah, I do. The the votation. Right before they started the votation, they uh they they had found their groove with all those voices and they were doing really well and they've kind of at some points been all there. And, and there's a, been a little bit of rust, and that's kind of been a little evident. But I think that they're working their way back into the, you know, back into their groove. They're getting more guests on um, again, which I think is, is going to only be more helpful to the show. So in that standpoint, I, I feel that specific members of the show have been having fantastic times during this month. Billy, Chris, um, and you know, I, I like Woody Ham Woody a lot. I, I like his input. His sometimes his straight manness is is also nice to have, as opposed to dance. You know, so you have this this younger straight man. So it's it's kind of it's kind of nice. So, but I, I do think that we need to see a little bit more than just top five all the time because it's just like it's been a lot of top five. We got any top five lists tonight? I might have one in the tank, but Aaron. <laughs> Aaron has just joined us. Aaron, on the recent shows this month, since they've started their vacation rotation, rotation. What is, how are you feeling about the show? Uh, it's been fun. Okay, Roy. Thank you. No, it's it, it's been good. I'm I'm tired of the heat talk and the Panthers talk. Heat and fire from a Miami show. I know that. I'm not saying they shouldn't talk about it. I'm just saying me personally, it's not my favorite. I like, I've always just preferred um, uh, I've always just preferred like. No, what just distracted you right now? What just distracted you right now? <laughs> oh, my wife didn't know who I was talking to. Oh, okay. Oh, Lydia, she want to get on the pod? Yeah, she want to hop on? No, she's watching some documentary. What's the documentary? I have no idea. It's got Jessica right. Bill in it. Ask Maybe her. it's docu series. I don't know. Ask her. Um, but uh, oh, is it that candy one? Does she have a perm? I don't know. I just saw the beginning of it when I walked through. Well, ask her, Jesus. Lydia, Lydia. listen up. Lydia. What are you watching? They want to know what you're watching. <laughs> candy. Told you. <laughs> I thought it was. I just saw Jessica Bill come across the screen. She said, "Is it that candy?" show when i walked through a second ago yes lady i did walk out there because you asked me if i wanted to watch that cult show no you're good what's the cult show have y'all watched it's on uh hbo it's that uh way down something another it's about the uh church and that this woman started in nashville based off of like this religious diet and she turned it into like this really creepy ass cult and then she died in a plane crash 
Out in a blaze of glory, huh? Down in a blaze. But yeah, no, the, the, they brought they did the first half of the show, and we watched it like in around Christmas, I think. And then they just brought the new series, the new second half out recently. But it's it's pretty wild. Like they built like an entire economy around the church. Like they had their own banks and like factory jobs and stuff. It was it was something. So, yeah. But anyway, no. Oh, back to the show. No, my favorite part of the show is when they're just sitting around and just talking random stuff to with like one another. Like just a bunch of people sitting around like you would chat with your friends. Mystery crate's been Yeah, so you're a mystery crate guy, uh, it sounds like. They were so good. Oh, that's the most recent one was good. Yeah, that's why I was always a local Hi. hour guy, especially the local hour once it became just the shipping container. Oh, I've been saying that. Because it had no structure, unless it was like a David Sampson day. But typically it had like no structure. They would take random collars, a la me. Salute me and, as well. Uh, eh, yeah, you, sure. Um, I'm pretty sure I got on more than you. You might have been more memorable, but I got on that bitch like five or six times. I was on there at least ten. Ooh, I, I don't that's know at if least I believe that. Three or four times more. I want you to look that up. I'm I don't definitely that. not going back two years of podcasts that they release five a day of. <laughs> October, November, can December you, of 2019. Guys, Let's go. Can't you guys just call your cell phone carrier and be like, I need my cell phone records for this time period. Thank you. <laughs> well, see, it wouldn't that wouldn't help me because the amount of times I was on hold for the entirety of the damn show. Yeah. Oh my God. When you didn't get on and you heard your like the amount of times that I heard Dr. K while I was on hold, I was just like, I felt like Dr. K was my friend. Oh no, <laughs> I, I, I never got put on hold and they took callers in which I was not one of. Oh wow. Okay. I when I, when I didn't okay. get on when I was Batman? on hold is because they didn't take any callers at all. So I I have been on hold when they took callers and I ended up staying for the entirety of the show because I didn't have work that day. So I just listened to the show live on, on, on the call. Yeah, while I was going around my day. I mean, this must and be then, terrible. Well, and then at, right after it ended, Chris Cody picks up the phone and goes, anybody who's still on here is crazy. And he, and he ends, ends it. Happy birthday, Happy Chris. birthday. Yeah, happy yeah. birthday, Chris. Yeah. And happy birthday to him. I don't care. Good luck. Yeah, it wasn't the worst thing in the world for me because, like, I would always be, I had, like, an hour and a half commute in the mornings. And so it would be very difficult for me, like, on the TuneIn app or whatever it was, to get the local hour actually live because that I sucks. would listen to all the show on the way back from work. And so then the next morning, I would have nothing to listen to. Mm -hmm. And so I would get to listen to it live, the local hour. So that was convenient. So it I didn't always, really care if they took callers or not. It always started at, at the gym for me at that time. That was always perfect for me since I go in the morning. It's like, okay, like perfect 6 a.m., like clockwork, they would be on. And it was just always nice. That's why, like, when I first came on this podcast, I was like, oh, my God, you know, I've listened to you guys tons of times on the local hour. Ten times really? for Aaron, six to seven times for Barrett. 
Wow, Andy gave me an extra time. I love that. <laughs> I have well, a fan. Yeah, well, they, um, you know, I'm no Andy. Fandy. No, was, actually, Andy hopped parts. on that peasants bandwagon and and was was talking some shit. What the fuck? Andy, our, our Andy, yeah. Jose, Jose's like firmly just number one fan. Number Jose. one, Andy. Uh, exactly exactly aaron. yes thank you zagak zagacto so now that we have aaron here um we know that you have many sources and many um in many things you can't reveal but you've delighted us before with your insights but because you're a humble man you don't want to take it out to media you prefer to let the you know woge bombers and whatnot let them do all that stuff so what insights can you give us on the SEC coaches basically Ooh, um, talking shit to yes. each other in public? How, like, so, what, do, what do you have on this? What can you tell us that we're like, are, what are we missing? You know, like, so give us the dirt, give us the dirt. And who do you think? Because I don't think anybody else is going to be stupid enough to want to like join this fray. I think everybody's like regarding our houses now. So I just well, want your Kiffin, take on that. Kiffin, Kiffin called him out on, in a very subtle way on National Signing Day. He made a comment like, I mean, you know, I heard, or, uh, you know, Texas A&M signing class would cost 30 to $40 million. And that's not something we have right now. So, you know, we're, we're up against it. But so basically, the... NILs are legal, right? Like you can you can pay players for name, image, and likeness now. The problem is you can't use NIL money to get a kid to commit. You can, you know, say, hey, this is what we've done for other players in the past. This is what you'll have waiting for you. But you can't say, hey, here's your NIL offer. All you have to do is commit. And you certainly can't say, hey, if you commit, then we'll start paying you before you get here. And Texas A&M has been doing that. And Saban's issue isn't so much with that. It's that I think he sees that he's always been able to get any player he wants because he's built this. His I, Before, the reason teams would get caught is because they didn't like the coat that football program didn't insulate themselves enough from the people actually paying the bag men and Saban had perfected it to where yeah everyone knew the players were getting paid but there was absolutely no way to trace it anywhere but now you can do it very overtly and the people with the most money weren't going to be bag men because if they got caught that would ruin their reputation A&M has more money than anybody fan base wise and literally no one can keep up with Texas A&M. And Saban sees that coming. And Saban also knows the NCAA is going to just make an example out of somebody for the NIL stuff. And I think he's hoping it's A&M. So Jimbo, Jimbo's an idiot. I can't stand him. He's And Ross Bjork, their athletic director, is also a moron. 
Um, another has, description for has, have the characteristics of morons and idiots. Uh, yeah, they, we don't no, want to no, get no, sued. No. Yeah, thank you. I know. Have I know Ross they, Oh, you know, I know him? Ross Bjorks. He's an idiot. Okay. Per Aaron, he's an idiot. What are his idiots? Yeah, give us his idiots. He was at Ole Miss before, and as soon as the NCAA showed up, he literally just went around and was just handing them anything they wanted. They have no subpoena power. They can't, they can't get that information unless you give it to them. And he was like, yeah, here's the phone records. Here's the everybody's bank account information or bank transactions. Here's this, here's that, here's this correspondence, blah, blah, blah. Like you idiot. And then just the whole time, he just handled it so stupidly. And oh, he's just an idiot. <laughs> Sounds well more like a sounds more like a coward than an idiot, but both. You know, being a coward's bad, being an idiot's bad. When you combine them together, I mean, it just makes you an irredeemable jackass. See, we do sports idiot. talk just as good. Mm-hmm. But so basically, yeah, I got Horace's response to the whole situation. If you want it. Let me put my closing remarks. Large elephants. You want it? Okay, here we go. All right. Let Aaron finish. So, so basically, yeah, Saban was fed up with it. I also don't think Saban, I think Saban was really comfortable in the situation and really thought he was, I guess, I mean, I wouldn't say lapse of judgment because Saban typically doesn't do that. He's been doing this for so long. So I have, but I have a hard time thinking it was intentional to, to really spark this because apparently he called to apologize the next morning. Um, but I don't know. It, it seems like he did not mean for it to get out like it did. And, uh, but no, Jimbo's an idiot. And as soon as they go eight and four again, those people are going to quit paying for paying for a cruise. Cause like, what the fuck am I getting out of it? I don't care to go to the Outback Bowl every year or the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Um, and some you shit know like who that. is going to go back to the national championship is Georgia, though. And we no, did it Alabama. on eight million dollars this last year. No, Let's that was eight million. Go. Just that was eight million for one year for just your defensive starters. Yeah, that was just a defense, but that defense is why we won everything. Well, yeah, but you got to realize this is forty million promised over four years for these recruits. So that's ten million for an entire class, as opposed to eight million for simply the starters. And theirs was, at least under the guise of legality, yours was just dropping bags off on people's front porches. Nah, man, we out here. We're running that shit back. Stinson, no, trust. Um. I'm disappointed as anyone to say that I have a feeling that Alabama is going to go scorched earth. Um, and it is going to be a terrifying sight for everyone. I'm so glad they're playing Texas. To Bro, start the Georgia, season. literally Georgia threw five shutouts this year and we averaged teams to seven points a game in the regular season. Barrett, how are you going to say many, that Alabama is going to run rep shots? How many defensive, we, how many defensive, how many defensive starters did y'all have to get drafted? It doesn't matter. Everybody got playing time. Was At, it 80% our of your entire starters? Defense, we have so many seniors still. We just mm. lost, we mm. just lost 15, All your good ones. 15 draft picks. 
I think 11 of them were defensive players. And you yeah, want to know how many seniors players. we have coming back? Fucking yeah, how nine. Many? We're Ooh. out here. Okay. You do realize there's a difference between seniors and contributing seniors? Yeah. Bro, wait for Carter. Oh, my God. You sleep. This dude, Carter, is about to be the number one pick overall. We're going to have back-to-back number one picks overall. Is he five? Is he five? Uh, Hey, everybody, I want this to be on the record. I want this to be on the record. Georgia's going to lose to South Carolina this year. There, I said it. Ooh. All right, so we have to write both of these down. I'm writing it down. Yeah. Yeah. May 20th, Chris Cody's birthday predictions. Jeanette Powell, both of y'all have to make a college football prediction as well. (laughs) I don't want that to be an overarching prediction. I just wanted that prediction. I have much bigger predictions. Well, I mean, we can get – look, we can make this a prediction show. I also have – I also think Alabama beats Texas by 35 at a minimum. Yeah, Texas Texas has never been back. When that fucking quarter, when we lost to Texas in some bullshit bowl that nobody played the in. The Sugar Bowl? No, the Sugar Bowl ain't the shit. It's not, it's not the same thing anymore. No, it, was, it wasn't the Sugar Bowl. It wasn't the Sugar Bowl. bullshit bowl. Oh, you know, just the Sugar Bowl. It was just not kidding. the Sugar Bowl. I love the how you say the word bowl. It was not the Sugar Bowl. Yes, wait, it was. Now I'm it was saying, wait, got... what's... <laughs> Yeah. It got uh, that's when Ugger got his ass gorged by the bull. Oh, that is right. It was yeah, okay. Well uh-huh. whatever. It was bullshit. And the right, Texas the quarterback said that they were back on Mike and they've just been garbo ever since. Yeah. No. Oh, and also Alabama is also going to beat Texas AM by at least three touchdowns. All right, put that down, pal. Damn. You got mine that Georgia's running it back? Go dogs. Okay. Thank you. Oh, my God. Thank you. No, I just – is that what you want me to put? <laughs> Georgia's not running it back. Yes, we are, bro. You, oh, you sleep. You sleep. So, oh, but my real prediction was Carter's going number one. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Will Anderson was the best player in college football last year. And he's still the best player in college football. Carter's going number – Georgia's having back-to-back number one picks, bro. That's happening. I will actually put money on this one. You want to actually put money on it? Yes, <laughs> we, please. We might, we might oh, talk about – This is how This is how we do a betting podcast. Let's do actual money. PPG. I bet what, you so you're taking the Will field? Anderson gets I gotta, drafted. Hold on. I got to have no. some odds in my favor if you're taking the field. No, I'm not taking For the field. number one Will pick. Anderson. I'm taking oh, Will oh, okay. Anderson Just, to get then, drafted higher than your bozo defensive player. Will Anderson will not get drafted higher than Carter. How much money would you be willing to put on that? I don't know, man. I just moved, and you're like, <laughs> a, you're about to be a lawyer, and you were a financial advisor earlier. I'm not I trying to eight. look into your pockets, but I'm just saying, like, I'm not on the same level as you right now. You do now. realize the only income we have in my house at the moment is a public school teacher in the state of Mississippi. Okay, so I'm a substitute teacher in the state of Florida. Fair enough. I'll bet you one school lunch. How about hey? How about a drink at Moss? <laughs> how about a drink at Moss? Oh, that was so okay. good. No, how about this? You know how many pizzas he's got? I got, <laughs> I got stacks of pizzas. 
it's like uh, it's like that fifth year letterman do you know how many dvds i have in my dvd do y'all, do y'all see him on twitter third year that's a fine huh third year that's a fine oh yeah third year letterman go fucking dogs hell yeah i do you said it wrong that's why i didn't know who you were talking about that man's a fucking dog fan hell yeah i know get out of here boy let me invoke the spirit of jeff usc winning the rose bowl (laughs) that's probably would be his prediction (laughs) at the the very least he's who he would say they're beating ucla I will I will say this about USC. They probably they shouldn't lose all season, but Lincoln Riley will lose a game. They'll probably still somehow make it to the playoffs and then they will get absolutely blasted into the next hemisphere by Bama or I don't know, whoever comes out of the SEC or Ohio State. They're gonna be good. Okay, let me see. I have uh, SC win the Pac-12. You know what? I have SC making in the college football playoff. There we go. We're not messing around with. I just said here. that. Would you welcome, please, Steve Martin? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry, I was getting candy. <laughs> the TV show. <laughs> he started watching TV. I'm still gonna write recording. that down. <laughs> I uh, can't take all the predictions. You gotta leave some predictions for for some other people here. So I'm gonna take that. All right, make a prediction, pal. I already did. You missed it. I... He took my prediction. No, it was was my. It was, it was Steve Martin. <laughs> SC is gonna make it to the college football playoff. Oh, okay. So yeah. I just realized that uh, my house or my apartment is slanted. I got some slant going on. Did you put something on the ground and it rolled away from you? Well, so, you know the age-old steak (laughs) sauce tweet? I kicked an ice cube under the fridge and my wife got mad and now it's water under... I I fucked it all up. Anyway, I kicked an ice cube under my fridge and now it has melted a little bit and created a streak all across my kitchen. It's like, wow, look at that. All right, I'm sorry. I won't speak anymore. <laughs> Unless you guys want my top five Levitard and Friends properties. I do have that in the tank. Aaron, did you come with any Lopics tonight? I, will, I wanted to talk about Saban, so I already did that. Okay. You also have to I want Horace's take, you, though. If you ever Give me Horace's take on it. Oh, yeah. Sorry. If I ever found out what? T. Morant's actual age. Oh, no. Oh, damn it. <gasps> Ooh, okay. Thank you. I love you. Aaron is eight years old. <laughs> Was that supposed to be Kevin from The Office? Ooh. Being the cookie monster? Bro, honestly, I was talking Ooh, shit, but cookies. like, if my. I want someone to just hand me cookies right now. That would be epic. I'm jealous. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> you okay, BC? They're so yummy. Okay, so this is in response to a Bleacher Report tweet talking about Deion Sanders, where he says he speaks out after Nick Saban said Jackson State paid $1 million to get Deion star recruit. Deion said, I don't even wear a watch, and I know what time it is. They forget I know who's been bringing the bag and dropping it off. And then he also said in a quote tweet, I don't even make a million with a bunch of LOL and a bunch of laughing emojis. This is Horace's response. 
Salters ain't knew about dat drapes and who was his shelf shooker. Saban was main couch and Diane said he ain't word no wig but did twice times. Hashtag roll tide. So there's the Hell yeah. The horse response. Wore the wig not once, but did twice times. Twice times. Twice Can't times. get any clearer than that. <laughs> okay. Shout so out to Boris. Salute. We can still shout out. Shout out's okay still. Why, why, why can't we shout out? And salute. Okay, fair enough. I thought you were correcting him. What? It seemed more like a correction than a... Ah. Hmm. What's All this? Right. What, I, said I, wasn't talk. I said I wasn't going to talk anymore, and here I am fucking things up. Sorry, y'all. It's okay. quite all right. We forgive you. So let's go to um, one of Powell's topics, which was um, that NASA is going to start uh, to increase, I guess, our chances of having communication with extraterrestrial beings. One of the things that they're going to start doing is sending photographs of naked people into space to see if that does anything for the aliens, like hubba hubba, hell yeah. <laughs> so Pow was kind of, Pow, go ahead. What I was just question? curious who we would, who we like, who are they sending pictures of, do we think? Can I just say, can I just say that, um, what kind of cookies are we really rather not entice <laughs> any extraterrestrials to come to America or to come to Earth? America, <laughs> yeah, America. Guys, America is Earth. We don't need no more aliens here. Okay. No, <laughs> I said extraterrestrials. Actually, thank you. But if they Anonymous. don't know we're here, I'd rather them not figure it out. So, not that I actually think that's going to do anything besides waste government money. But nah, they know we're here. If y'all have seen the South Park episode of hold on like, hold on Let there me was just, a point can, there was a point coming to the end of that but oh i'm sorry he was eating cookies i didn't no no i actually didn't have point. that was actually the end of it oh so yeah just the finger see, i know my teammate here you haven't been on ltc i know this guy anyway south park hit hold the on. nail on the head and we they uh, extraterrestrials know that we're here and we failed them so they excommunicated us from the universe universal like Barrett. uh whatever let they me call just it. it was like it, they had a name for it but i forgot Barrett, let me just point out that you started your take on extraterrestrials by basing your viewpoints off of south park if you don't understand how influential south park is to society then you are tripping south park is so right about so much shit they are How out influential here. it is to society. So you realize South Park the size is, of South Park society. is a generational show. That's that why he steals kids' lunches. Had talking poop, singing Christmas tunes for generations. <sighs> I, look, so, on El- oh. was there was there another was there a point you were gonna make? Some so more about it. Is, no, I don't know. I'm sending sexy. Sexy pictures to aliens. Dolly Parton. On any attempt to communicate with something that I quite frankly don't actually think is anywhere within reachable distance. 
Would it make you feel better if, let's say, we send out these photos and if the aliens were to make contact, it's after, like, they're not, they're like, if they're going to pop, pose a problem to Earth, we won't have to deal with it. Like, it'll be some other generation's problem to deal with the aliens. So we can send, no. all the, we can send them all the nudie pics that we want with, um, you know, consent and all that other stuff. But when they here's, decide here's to the, come back, the... it's not our problem. It's like seven generations here's into the, the future. But the thing is, like, has nobody stopped to realize that we have enough problems, you know, getting along with the people already here? No. no Why would we want to bring more people into the equation? Is Aaron still talking about like immigrants coming to America? What happened? Oh my god. I'm talking about the entire globe, you idiot. <sighs> people have enough animosity at each other. Why would we bring in somebody that doesn't understand humans at all? Because we're savage like that. Hashtag. That's just stupid. The whole thing's stupid. And it's a waste of my taxpaying dollars in which I had to pay far too much to the government this year. No, maybe get on a, I'll get on a tax rant too. No, no. Tant. Ooh, but what if we, like, the aliens that contact us back, what if they're, like, great at, like, administering college sports or good at playing college football and baseball? You wouldn't want that? Like... You wouldn't want there in like MLB, like we we're able to like take Shohei Otani right now and like replicate him, and he's pitching up against some alien being from the planet Zerflon or something, and it's just like no hitter versus power. You wouldn't want to see that. Well, it depends. Is is the extraterrestrial individual playing for the Cardinals? <laughs> Yes, we'll say yes. Then I will admit that one extraterrestrial into Earth's orbit. Oh, yeah. So it's very but skewed the, upon how it affects your life? Precisely. Yeah, obviously. Well, yeah, because imagine, like, we have this one extraterrestrial that comes to Earth, and he's, like, he's got a cannon. So all the colleges are vying for him. So it's, does he go to Georgia? Does he go to USC? Does he go to Old Miss, Alabama, Jackson State, right? That and would... them has the money. Exactly. Like, who, who's going to fund him? Like, he's, you know, he's going to make the cover of, like, Sports Illustrated, ESPN, the magazine. Is he going to cut an NIL deal with um, Barstool, <laughs> right? Is it? And then it's like, do, do we have to acclimate to his condition? So, like, what if he can only play at a certain time of day, um, like, like he only can only be this great person from like two to three in the morning, but like on the waterfront. So like, how do we accommodate that? Was this some sort of advantage? weird vampire type deal? Yeah, because we don't know. Like, they, they obviously our atmosphere. Maybe they can't acclimate, so we got to do something that makes it good for them to be here. So well, ima he imagine look, that. Does, He's does this individual look like an avatar or like, uh, like uh, Jabba the Hut? Like, what are we talking? We just don't know. Maybe Jabba the, the Hutt hits for power. I tell in this you what. hypothetical. Jabba the Hutt has a hard time getting his hips through his swing, though. Let's just be honest. No, but he's out here, though. He's hitting dingers. But he's also batting, like, 200 max. That's his best season, you know? But he's getting 30 dingers. 
Who's the pitcher that hit that home run for the Mets? Bartolo Colon. Bartolo Colon. <laughs> Bartolo the Hut. Didn't he go into Secret Family? Yes. Yes. Jeanette shaking her head. Yeah. Thank you. That's what we need to bring baseball back and restore it as America's pastime. We need extraterrestrial. No, extraterrestrial beings. I'll tell you what we need. We need the MLB to stop making it impossible to watch fucking games. Oh, my God. Yes. Since they did their regional market bullshit where you have to buy individual teams nonsense. like Well, and then, like. That's true. We haven't seen Aaron watch a baseball game in the background of this podcast. I don't know how long. Oh. Never mind. <laughs> hey, what's the count? Where are we at? It is Ole Miss 8, Texas A&M 3. You're watching college ball? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's impossible that... to watch the MLB. What the fuck else am I supposed to watch? Okay, so we're, we've skewed away. Warriors, the Mavericks, the Western Conference Finals? Who's, both of those who, teams. I hope they both lose. Who should we be sending photos of? into space oh wow oh. that was a good that was a long walk well that's what dan. That, yeah sorry that's what i meant to say chris hemsworth dan chris hemsworth yeah thor that's a good okay, one okay but see that, that that gives off a very unrealistic perception of the human race there can be a spectrum we've got dan to hemsworth you know that's a good that's a good line of where what you can get and we need someone short too because those are both tall people Tom Cruise. There you Barrett. Go. Oh, thank you. Oh, my God. I'm so flattered. How tall is Kish? What is uh, it he's like an inch taller than me. Whatever he says to you, he is not that tall. Ooh. I mean, is Kish I'm not, still around? Where the fuck I'm not did he like, go? Sure. Dude, Kish is my guy. Living we were texting life. earlier about how much we were mad at Bam for only taking two shots in the first half. I was going to make a joke, but I'm pretty sure it's very not nice, so I'm not going to. Do it. Move we might on. supercharge it. Do it. No, absolutely not. Um, I, I will warn on recording. Um, anyway. Let's do it. Nah. Recording stopped. That actually sounded eerily accurate. <laughs> Recording has ended. What about Queen Elizabeth? Since we're being all inclusive, oh god, because you guys are because you said not to set up like unrealistic expectations, so we could send her, we could send her. No, I think it has to be age of consent. So it's yeah, 18, and, 18 and over you? or 21 and over. But I think a good starting point would be like all the heads of states <laughs> around the world. Damn it, Barrett. <laughs> like a total... It no, stop. <laughs> stop. Stop. I promise you, I'm as your friend, you should just stop. I understand you didn't mean... It in such in a in a in a inappropriate sense, but I'm as I'm telling you, you should probably just press the pause button. Recording. LT sizzle. So y'all want my top five levitarded Fred properties?
Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> so we're out here. Outside looking in. We've got the uh, NBA post game and the UFC watch party. Number five, the David Sampson Lauer. Number four is Mystery Crate. Number three, Basketball Illuminati. Whoa, number three. Well, number two is Christmas. Ta-da! And the number one is always the local hour. That is my favorite shit. It is the best. Which Ta-da! no, but which variation? You have no, to be specific. Like recent local hour has been fire. Bye. Local hour is always my favorite. I make sure that I listen to that, even if I'm behind in the show. I'll go and listen to the local hour before I start to catch up. Hmm. Very good then. Whatever. You, you left out stupidity. Yeah, man. Zoom, zoom. And you left out. Wait, what's the what is? What's the? So, Christmas? what's your top five? Okay, that was my list. What's your list, Aaron? My list number five is stupidity. Ta-da! Number four is the uh i don't know if it's a property one of my favorite episodes of all time was it actually i think it was also a stupidity the holiday one where they had all the singing like uh we can that was awesome that was awesome but that that can i guess that goes in with stupidity um then uh i like that 24-hour show they do i don't ever remember what it's called um, you know what I'm talking about? Freedom? Yeah. <laughs> Dunno. Um then just like three is the regular just the regular hour one, hour two. The national number two, show. Number two is the very original. The, the the first oh, I don't know about the first first one I started listening local hour when it had Dan and Stu and number one is the original local hour that is only the shipping container. Ta-da! Ta-da! There you go. Oh what oh here here here's the twist to add on to the question everybody's least favorite property. Oh this is why they don't mention us on the show anymore and they call Lucy some listener. Yeah, that's that's why somebody else got a sheets and giggle. We we shouldn't do topics like this. So yeah. Uh it's either because Miami or some of the South Beach sessions. It's like I, I get it. We gotta grief eat and we gotta hear about all the horribleness that is infecting Florida and Miami and how it spreads out to the rest of the country, et cetera, et cetera. But like Dear God, can there ever just be like some bit of happiness, like in those yeah. moments? Yeah, the worst, the worst property they have is anything Billy Corbin touches. Wow. Okay, Greg Cody. Except for the episode where him, I liked the one where him and David, the first one where him and David Sampson squared off. Where they went oh, at it. Yeah, yeah that was awesome. That was, that was, was sick. That was good stuff. A great pod. I, I, I enjoyed that. I like really I like it when anyone squares off on the show. 
Mm-hmm. That's why Billy's been so great lately because he's been Ariel and Billy. That was that was entertaining. Not Ariel and Billy. Ariel and David. That was entertaining. Oh, so good. It really made me dislike Ariel Hawani though. Oh, I enjoy Ariel Hawani. He does. He does performance art. He's pretty good. I did enjoy him. He just sounded like such a petulant child that whole time. No, when he was doing that interview from the jungle gym in the park, and he's all like, he's like, I got this kid looking at me." <laughs> and he shows like the, he shows the kid, and they're like, "Don't do that. You're gonna get in trouble. You're gonna get banned from the park." He's like la nariz. But no, seriously, why is Billy Corbin always so angry? Man, Florida's get. I enjoy the because Miami ones because Florida has tons of issues, and I yeah, I, I feel it. It's close to home. I'm right there. But he's he's just always so angry about everything. Like, how can you be such an angry little man? Life Passionate. is too short to be so mad. But it's it, that's just one side of it because he also likes annoying these people. Like, no one in their spare time is going to a city hall to wait by the parking lot entrance where you know you're going to see the mayor either going in and out just so you can point at them and sing song and tease them. So he also gets the... As, as much as he gets angry, he likes poking at these people, the Joe Carroyos, the Francis Suarez's, all these individuals. He likes calling them out and teasing them and all that other stuff. And he knows for the most part that the threats that they make against him are pretty much empty, you know? So that that's part of it too, where, he, you know, it, it's a toxic relationship and he enjoys being in it. Just trust me, if I had that amount of free time, I'm not spending it at fucking City Hall, like pointing and laughing at my mayor. Maybe once or twice, but not like often enough. Like the only time I'm ever going to City Hall is to renew my license plate tags. That's it. Period. You don't just go to the DMV for that? No. That's a different place. See, I always wait too long and I have to go get it immediately because I've run out of time. They don't have those vending machines. We have those here in California. Just take it. There's a vending machine and it gives you your sticker. No, we have to go in. Mm -hmm. But it takes like two seconds. Also, are DMVs actually as bad as everyone says? After this, we can get back to the topic. Next. All right, here it is. I have tried to be patient with you, but I've had enough. My name is Hank Hill, and I am a man. You are going to change my license to reflect that, or else. Is that a threat? <sighs> if it has to be. No, it's Everyone not. always acts like DMVs take forever, and I've never been in a DMV for longer than 15 minutes. Well, I have been for longer than 15 minutes, but it's not nearly as bad as people say. And I live in a pretty crowded town, like... It DMVs are inconvenient. That's what it is. Because you got to go and you got to do important shit that takes time out of your day and you have to do it. That's why DMVs suck. It's because it's necessary. 
I mean, I only have to go like once every five years. I can't right. tell you the last time I stepped foot in a DMV. I think when I got my license. Actually, I take it back. I don't even have to go once every five years anymore because I only like I can just renew online. But the first time you get your license, you have to go. So I might not yeah. ever have to go again. How about it, that? It, they tell me all the time, aren't you going to change it? No. That <laughs> will require me going into the DMV. And I like to look I like to look back on it, you know, my tan self. I was so tan I, in high school. So, I had my Sam That's how I feel picture. about my high school IDs. I look at them and I'm like, I spent so much time at the beach. Holy shit. I was a dark boy. Uh, not so much anymore. All right. Jeanette, top five. Top five what? The properties? Hell yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So, uh, okay. Um, you don't five, just have this on deck? No, no. Five is a uh, stupidity. Ta-da. Uh, I will give number four to God bless football. That, does that not count as stupidity? No, because it's God bless football. It's a different property, Barrett. Excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah, they have t-shirts. Never yeah. Mind. Uh, number three is a good old fashioned mystery crate. Uh, mainly when it's just like the shipping container, when they're doing the bait and switch of like, oh, here's a mean talking Star Wars or, you know, Juju and Tony talking rap albums or something like that. I lose interest in those. I don't have anything against Star Wars or rap music. It's just that's not really what I'm tuning into. You like the banter. Mm-hmm. I like the wind down of the week and usually I kind of measure how the week went by the mystery crate. That's just me. Number two is Christmas, but in all seriousness, it would be um, off the looking glass. I have said I enjoy what Jess and Kate do on that show. The ways that they're amplifying um, you know disparities in women's sports and telling all these other stories of female athletes or these other sports stories that we may not be aware of because no one else is talking about them they do a really good job and number one would be basketball illuminati oh climbed up to the gold medalist yeah it's a I, fire pod it really yeah, is yeah i like the that they are not just ex- talking about the same old basketball topics but they're giving you um something like underneath it with the expertise and the numbers and all this other stuff that goes into it and like why you should kind of consider it and i think like they did the one about the referee rankings and how we always get to see certain guys come up in certain games. Then a couple of weeks later, ESPN Daily, they do their own thing on referees. So clearly somebody is listening. There's someone that's always that's paying attention. But I like the way that they do it better. It's not about, you know, who's the greatest number one or, you know, LeBron versus this person, Jordan versus that person. Like, if you really want to have a dedicated sports debate, it'd be like, who's the greatest number two of all time? I think the number, the number one debate Giannis. is close. So let's like number two. You say Giannis, I go Pau Gasol is the greatest number two of all time. 
The best number two Amen is Amen to that, my sister. What's up, Jeanette? The best number two of all time is Zach Randolph. Ooh. See? Zandolph? Get out of here. Because I would kick him in the taint. Santa Claus. The best number two of all time. Pal, what's your top five? My top five. Ooh, this is this is a little tricky. Um, I'm going to start off with, I, I really like the live post games or like the live, uh, I'll group it all into like as into one property, the live YouTube, uh, like when, when they're specifically either covering before post, like post games or, you know, when they've done that kind of with football too. I like that a lot. Number four is Cinephobe. Now that it is a podcast property of them, I like that they, some of the movies they've had lately are right up my alley. Number three is oh, this is where it starts getting like a little tricky for me. Stupidity. Number three is stupidity. Number two is Christmas, but it's also basketball Illuminati. It's rising really quickly, but I I fell back in love with the sport of football this year, and that's all due to God bless football. I loved that podcast. That was my favorite podcast to listen to all year long, and like I said, it really got me back into the sport. So. That was my number one. Is Aaron covering up his ears for our list? No, I was trying. I had it on my head. This uh, oversized lamb, you see? I have it on my head, but I can't see the TV. So I had to move it so I could see my television, too. Pal just sounded like Ron McGill in the big game musical, doing the um, Ram thing. Um. Oh, okay. Here's another Here's another add-on to the, to the thing. Of all like the little things they've done within a show what was your favorite moment of the show like either a bit that they did for a little while or anything like mine is the lie detector dude that is yes okay so that is what got me into like understanding the show the first year that was my exact moment Oh, dude, we started lit- on oh, same note too, bro. <laughs> Look at that. Shout out Cinephobe. They're on my outside looking in also. But uh, no, that, so I was listening to the show for about six months and I was still more of a Mike and Mike fan. And then the summer came around and they did that first lie detector thing. And I was like, oh my God. Okay. And this is paid for by Disney. I'm sold. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in on this. Yeah, no, I had been, I was detailing cars and I had like, I'd been told to listen to podcasts because I don't listen to music. And so I was going through podcasts and I was like, at first I was like, okay, I know who Paul Feinbaum is. And I listened to that for a few days and my God, it's bad enough during like when actual football season is on, but during the summer when there's nothing to talk about, it is the most miserable thing in the world to listen to. <laughs> and so I was literally just sampling different shows and I heard the Levitar show and like, the, I didn't get it at all for like the first two weeks. And then they did that. And I was like, okay, this is hysterical. So I started listening to it, but then right after it, they all went on vacation and it was like that, uh, was it the Jimmy Sedano V week? And... Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. Jimmy, it was the Jimmy V week where they just like did they Promotions. take they take yeah. over and they do the it's, uh the I mean, fundraising it's... on ESPN radio all day. Yeah. Yeah, don't Ugh. get me wrong, it's very important stuff. But yes. I was so disappointed <laughs> because I'd just gotten into it. But yeah, no, that that's absolutely when I got it. 
Uh, I will say that my real quick before I hop off here, my favorite. It's not necessarily uh, in show bit that they're doing all the time, but I was just thinking about this yesterday. I do miss their access to ESPN for the simple thing of like being able to cut into first take. Like that was yeah, that was really great. Um, tent. Um, speaking of tent, we're in some taint tent right now. <laughs> the, we got some lamb. lamb taint on some our lamb. camera screen. Yeah, some, <laughs> some looch, some lamb gooch. Um, but I I do miss their access to ESPN, being able to like cut in at certain times. Ah! I was able to bring people on whenever they wanted. Um, like and and it didn't matter who was hosting first take. Sometimes they would they would make content out of that. So like when Steve Mason and John Ireland were hosting, and they were saying Mason looks like an eagle. So they like wanted to call and they called Dominique to to like ask him. Like I I miss that. Like I miss them having that kind of access. So that's the kind of bit that I do miss is when they had ESPN. Jeanette. Um, I do kind of miss that. Yeah, like I think, oh shoot, let's see. Um, yeah, when, gosh. well said. No, I'm because I'm trying to think like, like everlasting bits because like they pretty much carried like everything with them, but kind of like, okay, when people went on Fine Bomb Show when he was hyping up the you and whatever and how and how uh fine bomb made those unfortunate comments about calling uh like miami a third world country or something like that. Yeah. and he had to issue that apology because he you know and it was a sincere apology and he and, and i think he went on the show as well to you know he just didn't do it off of like you know, whatever, leave me alone. He actually went onto the show and 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 they kind of pat they patched it up real well. So those things where they would kind of try to infiltrate the other shows, or even like um, I think wasn't there? Yeah, it just seems like without having like we were talking about this last I think last time. Um, Barrett, you and Jeff and I were talking about it. Well, like, because they don't have like true corporate overlords to kind of like rail against, they have to build up like people that they want to fight with. Yeah, like and, the Nick Wright rivalry. Yeah, like uh, Nick Wright last D week. Dana White, um, stuff like that. So, like, th they have to either organically or inorganically find people or institutions to fight against. And it it does muster up a lot of their creativity to want to do that or even their energy and that's why it's like i was looking forward to the war against philly but then that never really happened and i don't really think there's going to be a war against boston i don't know we'll see but no nah, there will not be because we're going to win the next three they got lucky you want to bet on that was too? a fluke that was a I'll fluke i've already i've already got a bet with x Salute X. I've got a bet with him on how many this. how many X. chicken sandwiches are on the line for this? For this it, it, it's actually pizza. twelve pizzas. Twelve pizzas. Yeah, Who's twelve X? X from Cutthroat Cast, bro. X on Twitter. Xavier, you don't know X. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you and X are betting twelve pizzas, or you're betting Aaron twelve pizzas on the result of Heat Celtic. Aaron and I are betting a drink at Moss. 
That's on the draft picks. Oh shit. D- double or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All I right. Guarantee fine. the Heat don't win three in a row. Okay, so then we need to couch this. That that I need I feel like it needs to be at least two drinks to one if we're doing it like that. Like I okay. buy you one, you buy me two. Okay. Um ooh, another underrated bit, corporate mic. Oh yeah. It it peaked when Chris Cody was sitting in a suit right next to him. Well, yeah, because he what is it like it was like corporate ministry type vibe because it was Michael Mike chris amin and that's when tony kind of started and he was like we didn't know who he was so all of a sudden it was like this random guy and it was like who the heck is that guy is that really like an espn suit like who the hell is tony yeah we had no idea who it was yeah so something that i really remember do you guys this is another bit that i loved the billy and tony war when tony very first got on and they made them enemies okay yeah because billy wasn't there right at first and then he came back and it's like billy he took your and they were polar opposites and ant is this super confident guy and that's what they made the war out to be was like ant is the exact opposite of billy and the thing that i remember from that war the most is that when they asked him what he wanted to be called he said most people call me ant and then next thing you know he is just tony forever it is nice. It's been Tony since. Yeah, because that was um, when Billy went on his honeymoon, and then it was the. Uh, was that when Dan got suspended? Right, because of the lock her up remarks and everything. Because oh, remember they, they they referenced it like this week where he was like, I don't know if I was gonna come back um and have a job he's down in barbados in that carnival <laughs> oh my gosh that was it that might have been yeah that, good shout Jeanette. good shout oh my that, god him telling that story was one of my favorite billy moments ever <laughs> oh, he was sunburned all over his chest mm-hmm. except for the medallion that he wore yeah for the was it crop over <laughs> the crop over festival mm-hmm and then he's all like, he he didn't know that it was like 20 something miles. He thought it was going to be like a couple blocks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is one of my absolute favorite Billy moments. That and also I miss him and Allison. Oh, salute Allison. Oh my Those God. Those were some of my favorite local hour moments where he he would just pick at Allison just nonstop. Allison also friendliest person on the phone I think I've ever spoke to. So I don't think she's screen calls when I called in before. I don't think that's ever happened. Give us a little taste. Was she just like chalking it up with you? Yeah. Like just super friendly, super like good morning. How are you? You know, how's it going? What's your name? What's your topic? Okay. And I was like, how are you, Allison? Oh, I'm fantastic. Blah, 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 blah. Just super energy. And I know that like her job was to call, one of her jobs was to call people to get them on the show. So you kind of have to be very friendly on the phone. But she was super friendly. 
very refreshing because otherwise it was just like Mike. Oh my god, Mike was the worst. Billy and Chris were okay, but Mike, <laughs> Mike was. <laughs> He didn't want yeah. pleasantries even when you were calling in. Yeah, no. Chris and Billy were great. I I was sitting there one time and I had called in and I was just like cutting it up with Chris and Mike got mad at him for cutting it up with me. He's like, Chris, we got to go. We got to start. <laughs> like, Damn, dude. So it's not I, that serious. So I know it wasn't like a, a bit, but it was a, a, sh- a show moment. Well, it's within a bit that we they no longer do, and it was the hard net workout, and I think we can all agree that the greatest one was Cody's uh, chest tumor announcement. Oh my god, yes. The setup <laughs> of that. And I just remember, like, I'm listening to it, and he's just, you know, <clears throat> stew with the somber voice, and they're giving him the time to explain what happened. And I was on, I was... Because, you know, that was the last hard net workout before I think the the national show started. So I'm like outside the office about to go in and I'm like, I can't go in. I have I have to be out here because I already know how I'm going to walk in. I'm going to look so stupid. And I knew just based on where I was on my walk to work, I'm like, they're going to get him. And just standing back and enjoying that moment in the lobby and finding a corner to laugh into. And just like, oh my gosh, I must look so stupid right now. Like, oh my gosh. And it was just like, how did he not know? Or maybe it wasn't even like the last one, because I think he came back on and they played it again. Yeah, and they talked but, about it. But a there was a, there yeah. was like there was the setup. You knew that the setup was coming, like that they were gonna get him. Or you all if, if you weren't aware of the setup, I think you were also like, they wouldn't dare to hard network him out when he's being so serious about a tumor <laughs> and this like cancer maybe that brings up an awesome point of have you like when you've looked the stupidest while listening to the show and just cackling i have had people in the grocery store before while i'm just like listening to it in my earbuds and they're like what is going on and i'm like i'm just listening to my stupid sports show i'm sorry but y'all know my laugh that shit goes that it it resonates <laughs> when i used when i was working remote we'd have all day zoom meetings with like the entire team so i'd have my headphones in but it would be plugged into my phone and i'd just be listening to it and i'd just be cracking up and i'd like forget that my camera was on and I'd look up and everybody just be like, <laughs> and I'm like, don't worry about it. It's none of your business. So when I was able to like stream when they were still ESPN and it was when they were paying off grid of death punishments. Oh yeah. So, um, so one of them was uh, like Dan dressed up in the, Razorbacks, the the coach. Oh, the uh, Petrino. Yeah, <laughs> and all those all the the um when Billy like was Bruce. yeah when Billy was uh, stitches the the rapper and mm. and uh, all those other things when they would show up like paying you know dressed up in the costumes, 
and just like oh my gosh I hope nobody walks by right now and I don't get into trouble for this <laughs> that I would just like I would just be like check and then okay and then I, so because when like if I knew it was like oh they're gonna pay off the punishments I wanted to watch just to see what they would be doing and if it wasn't something like that I'm like okay I'm just gonna listen on the radio or through the app but those were the moments and I think also with the lie detector that was another moment where I was just like you can't believe they're asking him the, these questions <laughs> well thank you guys for joining us on laughter the club tonight we were joined by pal Aaron Jeanette and myself I go last Barrett I'm actually the headliner because I don't believe that you had 10 local hour calls. Ooh. Triple or nothing? Triple or nothing on that bet? Yeah. Triple or nothing. I will keep your tab open all night. <laughs> <laughs> Leave that in the pod. That's as close to a gentleman's handshake agreement as we'll get. Yeah. So uh, not so not night. that you've had more than me, but that you've had ten. Yeah. Uh-huh. Alright. That's a bet. Yeah. All night. I say that because number one, I know I've had ten, and number two, if for some reason it's only nine, I know you can only drink like two before you're passed out, so <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. Alright, Aaron. Challenge accepted. <laughs> I'm gonna have Barrett's gonna be throwing up trying to prove me wrong. Bro, at uh, Minos, I the beers that I was drinking were five dollars, and I ended up spending 130 on him. We're out here. Cap. These bitches, high lie. Salute high lie and Chris Cody. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Chris. One I don't care. I'm not. I'm not keeping. I'm not keeping my tab open for you to buy IPAs. That's it. Oh my God, this guy! They were five dollars at Minos. I'm not supporting IPA drinking. <sighs> my God, Aaron, it's we're not trying to of the end price. the podcast. Okay, whatever. Bye. You will purchase my IPAs. I will not purchase you IPAs. I will buy you. I think last time, last month they had like Stella. Is pretty. I'm pretty sure that's what I drank. So I'll buy you Stella. I'll drink some Stella. I'll drink a Stella. Yeah. All right. I can dig. I can dig They're a like Stella. They're like six dollars, but whatever. Six dollars Stella. Get out of here. Keep my tab open, boy. You have a